And that is the sound of a new episode of Gamers Cafe. I'm your host, Brett Deister, and we've got some Battlefield 1 updates, some Rainbow Six Siege updates, plus my gaming Christmas list. Yes, that's right. Finally have it, kind of, you know, situate it so we can check lists, or I can tell you this and you can check your list and see if we actually, you know, if, if, if you got the right ones. Let's be honest, I have, I have the better list. Maybe not. But anyways, we can still disagree checklists at the same time. So let's get on with it. All right. So No Man's Sky has um, a bug that lets you land your freighter on a planet. That's right. Since the new update with the base building and you now you can buy a freighter, it looks like a bug because there's always numerous bugs on No Man's Skies. You can actually land the freighter. Now it's going to be a little difficult and you have to, um, you have to do this by hand, but you can land it. Yes, you can be like, up, oh, come, come down here, big freighter. I need you to be here because I want you right here. I, it's, it's just funny to me because they're like the division in the beginning where all these updates kind of brought on new bugs and everything else. Even though I think the division had about three to four developers working on it, this only has one. So I give them a little leeway for that. But, uh, it's just funny because there's just sometimes bugs you just have to laugh at because they're just so ridiculously funny. Like, I was playing Deus Ex again uh, last night and um, just ran into, there was just this woman, this NPC woman that was just, like, walking in, like, place. So, like, wasn't going anywhere. And it was just, it, it was hilarious because it was like, it looked like she was doing a workout too because she was falling to the floor a little bit. And so I just nudged her, like running into her. And then she finally, basically the protocol went all the way through. And I'm just laughing. It's like, oh man, this is so bad. Like this should not have happened, but it did. But yeah, uh, so if you want to try that out, go ahead. Freighters are not cheap either. So just know that. All right, so... Dark Souls 3, the last of the trilogy, and the last we'll see of that series is come and gone. You're probably still playing it, but a developer is trying to, you know, um, you know, until that itch that you have usually for Dark Souls 3. So in 2017, uh, there's going to be a, a basically a sci-fi Dark Souls called Surge, and so that will get you fixed if it's any good. Now, they are the previous developers of... Lords of the Fallen, and I played a little bit, and it was all right. Um, but it does look interesting. Let's hope they can actually get um, this actually right. There was something similar to that way long ago called Too Human, but it just really wasn't that good. There was a lot of delays. It was just the game didn't. The game came out finally, and it was not the best. I think I rented it when Blockbuster was still around, and it was it wasn't good. It just to be honest with you, did not like it one bit not one not at all so that is uh but that's i mean to me that's 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 a good thing but let's hope that they actually do a little bit better and actually uh fill in that that uh void but also make it really good at the same time because you can fill that void with a game and it can be terrible and no one will buy it because it's just a terrible game Alright, so the Steam client has uh, been updated because they are always updating that thing. I swear, like almost every day it's like Steam client is updating. It's what it's mostly all about. There's a few interesting things. First of all, um, it does kind of make some superficial UI adjustments to it. Um, as always, update the private, uh, privacy policy uh, with that. Um, but the general highlights is that there is a change password wizard now. There's increased option for 4K streaming, which is always a good thing. If you can afford a 4K monitor, I can't yet. Um, but also, um, the the biggest thing is is the uh, support for DualShock 4. Uh, so you can do Steam configuration through that now. So you can use your uh, PlayStation uh, DualShock 4. On your PC now, which is a pretty good controller. I like the Xbox One. I also like the Steam controller, but that's also a really great controller as well. So you have that option, which is always great. It's always great to have options. I love options. So this is just another one. So you don't. If you have a PS4 DualShock uh, 4 controller, I would highly recommend you try that out, test it out. Yes, all that fun stuff. 
All right. Now, there is a new Kickstarter for a World War II shooter that's going to have 100-player battles. Now, there was a PS3 game, I forget the name of it, that had um, 100-player or more battles. It just didn't do very well. People were all excited for it. I mean, the most we've really ever had is either Planet Side 2, where you have numerous people over kilometers of land, or Battlefield is probably the next step up from that. But... Um, this one is going to try to do World War II, and it's going to be more of a campaign where uh, they said the focus is not on kills. It's about either attacking or defending the line, which should be interesting because you'll probably get less of noob and easy that people misspell all the time because, well, typing E and Z instead of actually typing the actual word is cool now. But uh, it's... It looks interesting, and I'll put the video in the show notes. It looks very interesting. It looks great. I was kind of blown away by the graphics because sometimes Kickstarters, I'm like, eh, it's all right. But my biggest thing is, is I hope this is actually going to be a good game. It's going to be fun to play with all those players. And there's going to be uh, ever – they said ever-evolving objectives, which is great, but it's actually going to work, and it's not going to be a superficial thing because a lot of times these like ever-evolving like objectives are kind of very superficial and don't really – add the oomph to the game. So it should be interesting to see what that's all about. Plus, if they're going to actually make it um, more like World War II, then it could be a very interesting battle because, I mean, for most of the war, Russia wasn't doing very well because they were very ill-equipped. Uh, they did say, and on that note, with the, battlef- with the Battlefield type of series, they did say that it's going to be a fully destructible Battlefield. So that's going to be another one. Not not the Battlefield series, but their Battlefield Unlisted is going to be fully destructible. So that's going to be interesting to see another game that actually um, wants to do that. Because I haven't really seen too many destructible Battlefields beyond Battlefield. Uh, it's funny. The funny part is that trend hasn't really carried over, which is weird. Uh, but it's good to see that one developer at least wants to try it. Now, like I said before, they're asking for about 250000 for a Kickstarter uh, and then that's for the uh, uh, one of the campaigns, and then the other campaign is when they get to fifty thousand, and then if they get to one hundred seventy-five thousand, we'll add additional game module by player choices, and then if they get to a million dollars, it'll be released on console. So if you really want to have a lot of people play this game, you'll want to you know kickstart it and you know buy get that million going. Uh, if you don't, well, you can always wait it out and see if it actually will do any good. Uh, there's multiple ways that they can actually do it. Even if the Kickstarter fails, they can try to do a Steam Greenlight. Um, but if you're wary or apprehensive about Kickstarters, uh, I do not blame you. Uh, there's been a lot of controversy about that. A lot of companies actually not uh, fulfilling their promises. However, I always say you do run the risk of Kickstarting something because if they don't, you are saying here, I like this product. Here's my money. Please make this product. And that's really all of the control you really have. So let's hope they actually do a good job with that. You never really know. All right. So the Battlefield 1 uh, map for pre-orders. But if you got the pre-order through Origin, not Green Man, you got it. I don't know. I, I'm going to talk about that a little bit too. It's, it's kind, of a, kind of a sore spot for me. But uh, it, the new map came out for early people. Also, uh, a new patch. So a bunch of different patches uh, for the game came out as well. So for pre-orders and people with the premium pass, whatever thing, uh, got the map uh, a couple days ago, 13th, so three days ago. They also uh, got the new weapon, which is a crossbow grenade launcher type of a thing, which is kind of annoying because you can't actually hear it, uh, which I kind of wish they would just add a little bit of a sound to it, but you know, whatever. Uh, also, they uh, did a bunch of different uh, updates, so they did a patch notes for that. So there's a spectator mode, which is interesting. It's finally back in. There's also a new custom game mode. Um, they've also patched the movement for the soldiers, so you actually get improved movement and a little bit more um, uh, better engagement with it, so faster reaction times. There's an aim assist, which I don't really care about for PC, but some people do. Uh, vehicle deployment, um, they've added a uh, few things with that as well. But here's the biggest thing, land ships. Uh, they, DICE has said that um, 
land ships were unrepresented, uh, so it wasn't the big one and it wasn't the small one. It was land ships with the two guns on the side and the gun in the middle. Uh, they said it was unrepresented in the gameplay and they wanted to enhance that or make people actually use it more often. So they've added a way for teammates to spawn inside the land ships, which wasn't before. Uh, they've also added some more uh, health to it, so it has as much health as a heavy tank as well, but it's as easy to, um, you know, get the destroy the tracks on it. So there's that as well. It should be interesting to see how it's going to play out. I've played a little bit, and it's it's still pretty easy to do. I mean, it's not that hard. Another great thing is air vehicles. Now, I've always had a bone to pick about the stupid bombers because they always seem like they were a little overpowered for their own good. And then when they kind of nerfed the AA, it was even worse because it was like, eh, you don't really get as... It's not as easy to destroy them. I get it, they're bombers, but... I mean, they're made out of plywood, mostly. Uh, but the great thing is, is that there's a few things is that the little fighters, uh, machine guns... Uh, do a little bit more damage for bombers. Bomber's rear gun uh, doesn't do it as much damage, so you won't see, or it'll be a lot harder for players to switch to the back gun and kill them easily, uh, which I think is a good thing because there's a little, there's a little bit too much of an exploit on that as well. Um, rockets have a better velocity boost as well, which is another good thing. So there's a few of those that I like, and I like to see that it's actually doing a really good job for that as well. Um, mortars have been changed a little bit too, uh, and then uh, SMGs uh, have been, or LMGs, excuse me, LMGs have had a little bit better, uh, a little bit better at medium range. There's a little bit more constant uh, performance medium range, and I saw that a little bit playing the game. And then shotguns have been redone because some of them were just a little too powerful, and they wanted people to use the other ones so it wasn't look like that they were overpowering plus a couple of them were a little too good at a long shot which can get annoying when you get killed by a shotgun because it's just it's just one of those things bayonets you can do uh even while reloading so the reloading uh thing will be canceled and then you can actually do that too so that's just some of the updates there i will put this in the show notes so you guys can actually read the full ones but for right now i'm actually pretty I still think Battlefield 1 is one of the better games to come out from the Battlefield series in general, so that's a really great thing. Now, for the whole, like, I don't like this whole, like, map, we'll have to wait a couple days for the map thing. I never liked it. I've never liked this little ploy that they've actually done. But they do it, it's very business reason, because they want people to buy the premium pass or pre-order. However, if pre-orders are so confusing, like I thought, I thought I actually got the pre-order or the new map early because I pre-ordered on Green Man. No, I didn't get excited to pre-order something else, and it was kind of stupid for that because it was a little confusing. So I didn't really like that as well. I mean, I'll wait the four extra days for it if I need to, but my thing was is that, dude, if you're going to do a pre-order, do a pre-order and make it consistent. Also, I guess I've said this before about the other ones, like Watch Dogs 2 and waiting 30 days for the other uh, platforms to get the new stuff. I don't like the early release exclusivity type things. I think it's kind of just dumb. I think it doesn't really help. And I mean, you, you give people sometimes a little bit more advantage than the other ones, and then players start to hate that because it's like, why do I get this? Why do I have to wait for that? Why can't I unlock it or anything else like that? So I am never in favor of this. I think it's kind of a dumb thing to do. However, you really can't do much about it unless people stop buying the premium pass which rarely happens because man, gamers, we, we sometimes don't learn our lessons and we go, oh, premium stuff, yay, I can finally buy this. But I think we're starting to figure out these DLCs, premium stuff, it's just kind of it's just a money suck and it doesn't really add as much as it wants to. So I'm not, yeah, like I said, I'm not really in favor of it. I would love to just see it come out just to come out and not one of those, oh, hey, it's... I have to wait a couple days for to play what everybody else, what a portion of the uh, community is playing. That's another thing, because Titanfall figured that out, too, is that in the first one when they had DLCs, they really split the community up. And it's not never a good idea, but I guess since Battlefield's big enough, they can actually do that. But I've never been in favor of splitting it up. I've always been in favor of if you want to do cosmetic stuff, then allow them to do that. I think Rainbow Six Siege and Titanfall 2 have had the better... Um, I guess DLC schemes like still have it if you want to do the season pass 
and then you can you can just unlock it instant, and then everybody else has to you know work towards it. But everybody can still do it. I've always been in favor of that. Uh, I just don't like the splitting up the community, but I get it. It's a very business thing, so don't be like you don't know that it's business thing. Yeah, I actually really do. I just don't like it, and I don't have to like it, but I don't want to. All right, Twitch has has a new uh, feature or update called Auto Mod, which allows uh, the tool basically is machine learning, which allows you to uh, figure out bad or hate speech or toxic speech, quote unquote. The reason why I put air quotes and all these things is because it's always very subjective. Everybody has a different subjective version of toxic or hate speech. You really never know which one is which. So, uh, I mean, it's a good thing, and you should be moderating it. And since it's a private company or not like a government type of company, they are allowed to ban speech if they want to. It's just it's getting a little ridiculous when you hear all this stuff about fake news and like hate speech and all that stuff, and no one really knows like where does that line drop when when it's not hate and when it's when it it is hate because everybody has a different mindset of what it actually is so i'm all in favor of these tools and if someone is being so just harassing uh then i mean you i say you 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 have the right to actually do that but that's just me i usually say just let them talk and they'll eventually go away because if you don't give them any ammunition to use against you they usually go away because they have nothing left to say because they're looking for a response um but with that said um I just don't like their tag of positive and inclusive chat. No chat is... Nothing in life is ever inclusive. Can we stop with this inclusiveness? I don't think we under, really understand the inclusiveness of it. Because every time I hear inclusiveness, I see people not being inclusive of other people's thoughts. So the whole inclusiveness thing is a little redundant and is a little hypocritical. Because the problem is, is that inclusiveness means that you take in all the chat, even the terrible stuff, and you include it into your chats. This is not being inclusive. This is being exclusive because you're saying, I do not want this portion of it, but I want that portion of it. No, you're picking and choosing. If you're going to use the word inclusive, use it right. And, you, and most of the time, these companies, are politicians as well, never actually use the stupid word right. If it's inclusive, it means that everything is included, even the stupid toxic speech. It doesn't matter. But if you're going to make a point to say inclusive... At least make sure you're using the word right. You're not we're using the word right when you say inclusive and you say, oh, we're going we're gonna to allow you to take away this or basically uh, ban this part or ban that part. That's not inclusive. I'm sorry. Let's just get over this. I know everybody loves to use the word inclusiveness because it's a buzzword. But to be honest with you, nobody does it well. And I'm sick and tired of seeing it, hearing it because guess – no one's inclusive. I'm sorry. No one is fully inclusive. You're going to like things and you're going to hate things and you're just going to have to deal with it. All right, moving on because I better step down from that. Anyways, um, so Evolve came out and it was an interesting game before it came out. And then when it came out, all the DLC and all the problems it had and it eventually had to go free to play. And then 2K was like, eh, we're done with this. It's not going to work out. So... Uh, the studio behind, or the developer behind uh, Evolve, is going to make a new game. It's going to be free to play. It's going to be with. It seems to be free to play. I could be wrong about that, but it's with Perfect World Entertainment, and this is going to be more of a dark fantasy, uh, more co-op, basically the same vein as Evolve and Left for Dead. Uh, but there's going to be no zombies, so don't expect to have like a Left for Dead in medieval dark fantasy times. So we don't really know much about that, but they are doing something else. Um, I do hope that if they do make this, it's actually going to be way better than Evolve. There's going to be no terrible DLC scheme that confused everybody to no end. It confused me. Uh, I really wasn't in, uh, for or against it. It just confused the heck out of me like crazy. Uh, but yeah, so we'll see. We'll see if the Dark Fantasy is actually going to be pretty good, but it's a co-op first-person shooter, so it should be interesting. It's probably going to be, it could be more lines of uh, Warhammer End Times, which has already been out, and which is pretty popular, or was pretty popular. It's not as popular as it used to be, but uh, if it's more like that, then I think it's going to be great if it doesn't really take too many things out of Warhammer End Times, but we'll see. 
We will see if it's any good. Speaking of Warhammer End Times, uh, there's a new DLC that's out today. That's right, DLC and patch, and it adds two maps to it. Um, two, yeah, two maps. Uh, Gazad Core. I'm sorry if I completely butcher it, and the Snowy Gray Mountains as well. Also, uh, the patch also adds some weight and variations to ragdoll behaviors, added physics to a number of props in the inn, which were previously static, and a new HUD has been added when playing with controller. So there's that as well. A new mouse scroll inputs as key binding, an added uh, option to disable, enable, give item with block key uh, as well. And it also adds the switch between uh, different controller layouts. So you got new maps that you can get and you have a new update, so it's not a bad thing to actually do. Uh, it's I played the free weekend of it months ago, and it was pretty good. I actually liked it. Uh, I didn't get it because I was just busy doing other things out, other things. But it's a good game if you're actually looking for a co-op dark dark fantasy game that's not done by Turtle Rock Studios, but is already out. It's already been uh, reviewed pretty well. This is the game for you. It's not bad. It's usually around. I think the Full retail price is around twenty dollars, but I've seen it less for like ten. So check it out. All right, my Nvidia people, um, or people that have Nvidia cards. Uh, there's been a new driver that beefs up security and stomps a couple bugs. So what it does is that it beefs up security for that. It also fixes uh, some bugs between Windows 7 and Windows 8.1 and 8, obviously. Also, it, it does clean up some escape calls that use physical addresses, which is another good thing. Also, it fixes a corruption in YouTube video playback when two or more videos are playing at the same time, so you have no more than that. Um, but the biggest thing is that there's a driver package that uh, that disables SLI profile for Titanfall 2. So if you're having a problem with that, I would actually use that as well. Uh, but yeah, uh, looks it's not a big update. It's not an update for specific games coming out, but it is an update that is needed, especially for the YouTube part and the corruption. It's never a good thing to actually have. But yeah, I would go over and download it as quickly as you can. All right, Warhammer 40K Inquisitor Martyrdom has been delayed, so... Uh, there was a trailer that came out in uh, one of the gaming events. They said coming out in 2016. Well, 2016 is almost over, and it doesn't look like it's actually going to be coming out. Instead, that they're going to do uh, the second half, as they said, of 2017. So what they want to do is they want to get it all done and have a really long alpha and beta to get everything going right. But you know what? It's all good because you got several other things. You got uh, the new Space Hulk Deathwing. You also got Battle Gothic Andromeda uh, Armada. Sorry, Armada as well. So it's, I mean, it's not like you don't have your list of other things to play. But this is more of the, this is the MMO open world type game instead of the other two because Space Hulk is not very open world. It's very corridor and a spaceship shooter. I'm not saying it's a terrible shooter. I'm just saying it's one of those. So if you're looking for more of an open-world type sandbox setting, this is the one that you need to look out for. But you're going to have to wait a little bit longer because they want to get it just right. All right, there is a new Rainbow Six update that adds, well, it adds a uh, university or a new map called Barlet University to the PvP and tweaks to uh, Kachanka. Uh, Kachanka? I think it's... It should be his name. Uh, but basically what it does is it adds um, a shield to his turret. So uh, it's going to be a front-facing shield, obviously. So there's not going to be any easy headshots as before, uh, which is a good thing. Uh, because uh, what they found is that people loved the character but barely used him because, well, I mean, he was kind of open. You couldn't really use those, those deployable shields because they would just basically, um, well... They wouldn't work too well with the turrets. So this kind of adds a little shield for him as well. Now it's a, it's a clear shield, so it's one of those like plexiglass or very uh, tough glass that you have to shoot quite a bit to actually you know, break. So I'm pretty sure it's eventually going to break, but it's good to see that there's actually a little bit more protection for him. However, you can shoot below his head. You really want to kill him. You also have the sides of the behind him as well. So it's not a full shield around him. It's just a front-facing shield. So it, it, there's pros and cons to it all as well. And I also said plus the PvP on the university as well. So there's a, uh, interesting new things coming along. 
Uh, also, Fuse gets another uh, another cluster charge. Smoke gets gas. Uh, Smoke's gas containers behave more like grenades, and Blackbeard's killing efficiency is being balanced. Uh, so, looks like it's going to be an interesting time to play uh, Rainbow Six Siege again, and you probably should. Or you should probably just find out if that's actually on my list at the end of this show. Uh, but yeah, that's some of the updates for that as well. All right, Doom. So Doom is bringing out its third DLC called Mud, um, Blood, Mudfall, Bloodfall, uh, which basically brings three new maps, uh, Grenade Launcher, as well as being uh, added to it. So you've got Boneyard, Outbreak, and Empyrean, uh, which all sound look very interesting, very hell-like. Uh, in a way, so it should be interesting to see how that plays out. But the grenade launcher looks very fun and interesting. If you're still playing the multiplayer, if you're not, that's completely understandable. It was it was okay in the beginning. Uh, I think it's gotten a lot better over time. But play, players have a short attention span. Plus, Battlefield One's out. It's a fun multiplayer. It is. All right, four honors. So I did get. Well, long story. I decided to do two-factor authentication for my Uplay, then my phone broke, and then stuff in my computer, and then I can't get back into my account, which I do eventually have to call, but I, I've i played For Honor twice in their technical tests. Uh, from my experience, it's okay. It's kind of I'm a little bored with it after a while, because it's kind of the same thing over and over again. Um... Like, it's, it's an interesting thing. It's just, it's just not my thing. I just... After two times, I just had literally no interest in it whatsoever. Uh, it's like I said, it's a fun little mix balance between uh, light attack people and the heavy people as well. Um, and it's a little, it's an interesting little dance between like blocking and attacking and picking your spots. And that's always a little interesting. But after playing it the second time, I was kind of like, yeah, I've seen all that I really wanted to see. They did say that it's going to have a full single-player experience and that you will get your money's worth when you just play the single-player, but I don't really think that's completely true. Uh, but it's also going to be an always-online experience, so I'm sorry for those people that have terrible internet. Or it could... The problem is with all, always online experiences, if there's no player community, it sometimes dies really quickly, like Titanfall 2. The single-player was completely all online and you had to have other players to play it and so that kind of made it if it's a popular game it would have worked really well but it if it if it like is really popular and dies really quickly you don't have as much fun with that and that's the other problem with it so it should be interesting to see uh if this actually will do any good or if it'll actually be any good as well i'm more inclined to say it's yeah I'm really more excited for uh, Ghost Recon than I am for this one, um, or even uh, South Park, but that's going to come out a little bit later as well. Uh, but for this, it sounded like an interesting idea, but after playing it a couple times, I I just have no interest whatsoever. Sorry. Is that what I have? All right, Ubisoft 30, because it's celebrating its 30th anniversary, is giving is having a special weekend that gives you um, the previous months of free games that you can actually get. So head over to Uplay if you actually can get into your account. <laughs> oh, man, I'm never going to do that ever again. Uh, and pick up the free games. They're free. What I mean, what else can I ask for? I mean, they're going to be a little bit older games, but they're still free. They're free games. Uh, like Beyond Good and Evil. Great game, by the way. Uh... So, I mean, pick it up. Also, Assassin's Creed 3, I... Yeah. To be honest with you, Assassin's Creed 3 is probably the worst in the series. The worst in the series. But Raymond, Raymond Origins, really great game. The crew, and whatever. Uh, Far Cry 3, uh, Blood Dragon, really good one as well. And the original Sprinter Shells. So, you've got really good ones, so you should pick it up. Alright, The Call to Cthulhu. Uh has teased some interesting new scenes. So there was a gameplay video for E3 2016, which was last year, to kind of show that there's a new one coming out. And I'm excited for this. This is a very cult classic type of a game, and it's good to see that it's coming back. Um, I saw the little bit of the video trailer for it, and it looks very interesting. It looks eerie and ominous, and I'm really looking forward to seeing a new game uh, for The Call of Cthulhu. Uh, so, you know, can have a really interesting, eerie type of a game. A little bit different. 
I don't really like scary games or movies that much, but this one I'll be like, fair enough, I'll actually, um, I'll actually play this one. I did play Aliens Isolation, I was so scared, so very scared, so scared. Alright, now it's time for my list, or what games you should have on your Christmas list, or the Christmas gaming list. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Anyways, here's my list of the games that should be on your list or games you should look for for your gamer as well. Uh, Doom, uh, the reason why I put Doom on there is because you know what? The single player was awesome. Multiplayer has gotten better, and the snap maps have gotten better uh, over the multiple updates. It's just a really great, well-paced game. Single player is fast-paced. I love that it brought back the old-school first-person shooter where you have multiple different weapons to choose from, not just you only get three because it's only logical to have three and whatever. Uh, I just want to. I just want to have uh, options. Uh, but yes, I love that. And I love the fact that people can make their own maps, and they've updated that significantly with different types of uh, map modules as well. Also with uh, just different ways you can play the game. There's different difficulties as well. Plus with the new arcade mode for playing a single player game, it's even better now. It's probably the best time to actually buy this game because there's been so many updates that it's so smooth and so fun. So this is the one that should be on your list. I also put Dishonored 2. Even though I wasn't too keen on the story, I thought it was a Overall, pretty good game. Uh, I kind of like the differences between Emily and Corvo. Yes, you can still play the original protagonist in the first game, but you also can play Emily with her interesting new uh, powers. Also, when they just updated with the new uh, new game plus, you can kind of you know keep your character but play the game again. Also, it says in the new game plus uh, you can also uh, switch between powers between Emily and Corvo. But I th- like the game. I like kind of the environment and the different changes in it as well. And even though it's a little s- similar to um, the first game with the whole kind of storyline, a little bit of just, you know, political intrigue and, well, at least no one's getting, getting killed this time. It's just a little, uh, it seemed a little too similar to me. So that's why I was, wasn't was too keen on the story. But beyond that, I did like uh, the powers and the different ways of uh dealing with an objective and the multiple ways of doing it as well. Uh, so that's why it's on there. I also put Elite Dangerous because if you love space games, uh, this is probably one of the best ones to get right now, uh, especially if you've been waiting for years for Star Citizen. This is, this is out now. And they've also added uh, planetary landings and vehicles. And it's just, it's just a really fun game now. I will say this, if you're not really an intrepid person to actually learn this and actually, you know, meticulously, uh, you know, tune your joystick to it this might not be the game for you but beyond that it's a really great game you can do whatever you want be whatever you want be wanted mercenary if you really wanted to or be a traitor it doesn't matter you can do what you want and it's 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 a really good good game if you just kind of like doing your own things and making your own missions if you don't you might not like this too much another one is homeworld desert of karat uh karat karat anyways um I love the first two home worlds. They were in space, uh, but this one goes back onto the land. So it's a land-based real-time strategy game, but it still has that home world feel to it. You still have a mobile mothership or mobile base. Uh, there's, all, there's really only one or two resources to collect, and it's very fast-paced. And I just like the use of terrain, and the higher the ground, the better, and the lower the ground, well, not so good. Also, the different types of units and the rock, paper, scissors, as always. It It's still... Um, the feeling of it was it was still homeworld, but it was still a little bit different enough where uh, you could actually enjoy it. And well, it was it it was just a really great surprise last year, and I highly recommend it if you're a huge RTS fan. Another one is Prison Architect, and this one is because if you ever wanted to build your own prison and basically be the best warden, the worst warden ever, this is the one for you. Plus, with the great modding scene out there as well. Uh, it's just one of those games that you can build your own Star Trek prison, build your own Star Wars prison, build whatever you want to with whatever the mining scene's doing right now. But it's just one of those things where it, it just it adds so much value to it that the developer doesn't really do it either. It's super easy to pick up, and if you have the itch for wanting to do something like that, this is the game for you. 
Also, another one is Battlefield 1. Yes, that's right. I put that on there because it is one of the best Battlefield games I've played to date. Battlefield 4 was good after two years, but it took about two years to make it really shine. Uh, this one, right out of the gate, there's some bugs, little bugs, but right out of the gate, it was really good. I love that they went back to War 1, even though I kind of wanted a future one. I think this was a good... Uh, decision to do as well. We don't. We've never really had a War One type game, and this one adds to it as well. So they touched a uh, war that hasn't really been touched too much in gaming, and it's another great thing as well. Uh, plus, with the different ways of you know taking objectives, different modes, uh, it's just a really well paced game, and th there's better destruction in this one. Then three and four, I would say. So that's another plus because I miss the uh, almost destructible um, maps because they were just so much fun to actually destroy everything in Battlefield Bad Company 2. And I miss that, and I'm glad to see it actually back. All right, next one is Titanfall 2. Yeah, that's right, the futuristic... Uh, sequel to the first one is actually a really good game. I didn't really I didn't really like the single player that much. I thought it was a little too easy. I uh, beat it in a night, but the, the multiplayer is really fast-paced. I think it's a little step back from the first one, but it's not too much of a step back that it can't be enjoyable altogether. It's kind of sad to see that it's not doing very well, but that's because it was EA's fault for basically putting it in the middle between BF1 and Call of Duty, uh, so that's an unfortunate thing. But if you're looking for a futuristic um, mechs battling it out, this is the one for you. It's fast-paced. It can be fun and frustrating, but it can be fun as well um, if you love the the basically the the tight uh, low man count uh, multiplayer games like four v four type ones. Uh, this is the one for you. Next one is Overwatch because I would be a fool not to put that on there uh, because everybody loves Overwatch. It's probably one of the best games to come out this year and then and. Uh, our original game from Blizzard in like two decades. Uh, so that's another one. Blizzard just did it all right with this game uh, with just the shooting, the balances, and they keep on doing better and better with rebalancing characters and re-going through characters and seeing how they can change it, fix it, tweak it. They keep on doing it. They keep on really doing a great job with adding... They've already added two new characters. They've already added two maps or are going to add a second map uh, to it as well. Uh, and... It's an all-around fun game. It can be really frustrating at the same time, but it's super easy to pick up and understand. Really hard to master it. They've got a competitive scene. They've got a non-competitive scene. You just go to arcade and just, you know, tool around and not really care. They have they do seasonal updates. They already have a Halloween one. They have a winter one right now. Uh, and the great thing is, is there's no DLC, so you don't have to buy, like, the new map pad or something like that. It all comes out for free. They also have a PTR, public test realm, or public test server, so you can test out new updates and give your feedback as well. So, all around, I think this is a great one, especially for first-person shooters and people that love the competitive scene. This is the one for them. Next on my list is Rocket League. Yes, that's right, the ever-popular uh, soccer car game that uh, surprisingly was really good and took everybody by surprise uh, and is now has uh, Steam Workshop, so there's going to be mods as well for that. They also add new maps all the time, which is another great thing. Uh, I also have basketball, so you can either do basketball if you want to or you, or you don't have to. Uh, but this one's just fun, fast, and like Overwatch, is easy to pick up, hard to master, which is I think is always the best thing about games. When it's easy to pick up and easy to understand, but really hard to master, that's where you get people coming back and actually wanting to play it more and more and more. And if you love cars and soccer, this is like the best mashup ever. You can just tool around, you can play single player, you can play multiplayer and see how good or terrible you are. But yeah, and it also works well with the Steam controller if you have one. Next on my list is XCOM 2. That's right, the, the return from the old 90s classic in the second uh, game of it is actually a really good one. I mean, there were some things I didn't like, like the um, concealment uh, turn-based thing was very fun. Uh, I kind of wish, which obviously you could change with mods, but I kind of wish they kind of allowed it indefinitely until you shot somebody type of a thing or got uh, noticed. However, with that, 
I think the whole uh, humans are the ones that lost the war and you have to do more guerrilla war tactics is also a really cool thing. Also, as always, the mods, the modding scene is huge. They've always added interesting things from new weapons, uh, different swords. You can do lightsabers if you want to. You can add different types of um, voice uh, packs. Uh, seriously, the sky's the limit, and it's awesome. Plus, with the Long War developer making some new and interesting and difficult uh, bots as well, it's just better. So if you're looking for a very strategic, tactical, turn-based type of strategy game, this is the one for you, and you don't have to do any resource management, like building cities type of thing. And this is the one for you. It's fun. It can be difficult, but also can be rewarding at the same time. All right, next on my list is Civilization VI. That's right. Uh, the same developer that did XCOM 2 has been doing the long Civilization VI series for, oh, since the 90s as well. And this is probably the best game of the series so far to date. Um, I kind of like the new um, features it added with, like, different little city-states or little, little areas in the city as well. Plus, with better diplomacy and better AI, it makes it even better. It's almost a near-perfect game where it's, like, this is probably one of the best strategy games of the decade, I would say. Close. I probably wouldn't go that far quite yet. But it's a really fun game, and I highly recommend it, especially for my real-time strategy, or not real-time, strategy gamers. It's not real-time strategy, because it is turn-based. So if you don't like turn-based, you will definitely not like this game. All right, next on my list is Banner Saga 2. That's right. Uh, the indie developer uh, made this really great, really um, artistic style. It's like hand. It looks hand drawn. It could be hand drawn too. Um, game that kind of makes it interesting, like um, leadership type RPG game where you have to make choices, and some choices are right, some choices are wrong type of a game, and it's difficult because sometimes when you know you want to make the right choice, it sometimes can be the wrong choice, which I always like those types of difficult things to handle where it's like, ah, I thought I made the right choice. Man, I was so wrong. I was used. Um, plus, the combat can be really difficult. It's very turn-based as well. But all in all, the story is on point. It's really good. Uh, it's a really interesting tale of good and evil. Um, also, just family and clan and just working with people of different genetic makeups as well. Um, it's got everything that you would want from a tactical point of view, plus with a story point of view that I highly recommend. Then it's one and two, so there's two different games for that one. All right, next on my list is Skyrim Special Edition. Because of the update and because of what Skyrim is, it needs to be on my list because it's Skyrim. It's from Bethesda. They do a really great job, not with story, but with just open-world games of do whatever you want. If you want to do the story, go ahead and do the story. If you don't want to, yeah, whatever. You don't have to. I mean, we have no time limit on this. Uh, but the do what you want, be who you want type of thing is always fun and always a great thing to do. Um, I mean, you could be a vampire. You could turn into a werewolf if you wanted to. I don't know if you could do both in this game. But with the added special edition of a little bit updated visuals, it's also great. Plus, with the biggest modding scene, because it's Bethesda, you have an un num untold number of different mods to choose from. And that is probably one of the best things about it. Uh, so, uh, check it out, yeah. Also with that, I'm going to put The Witcher 3 on there as well, because The Witcher 3, I'm still playing this game. It's probably one of the best games, RPG games I've played in a very, very long time. It is a very open-world game, which is great. You have a lot, a lot of area to cover. Uh, Velen is probably one of the biggest maps that it has. There's about four maps. Uh, but it's not just that. It's just that uh, strong characters, strong writing, interesting secondary ones with uh, Witcher sense and, like, finding clues on how to, like, tackle the game. The combat is okay. It's not the best. It's not the worst. Um, also with that, uh, just the modding scene as well. It's not as big as Fallout 4 or Skyrim, but it's still there, and it still does enhance the game quite a bit. Um, I've used several mods for that as well, and it's enhanced the game quite a bit for me as well. So check that out. 
All right, Fallout 4 is also on here as well because it's Fallout 4. You can do anything you want. It's a post-apocalyptic game. Plus, again, with a huge modding scene, it's just one of those games where you can do whatever you want. Plus, with just making more settlements and doing and you know fiddling with your settlements, it's also another fun thing to do as well. So it's highly recommended. I also have Killing Floor 2. Probably going to go through this a little bit quicker. Uh... Fun multiplayer game. You can shoot zombies, and you can also be the or the Zeds, I should say. You can also be the Zeds too. Also, with some great uh, hardcore music if you're into that. Invisible Ink because it's like XCOM 2, but a little bit more of stealth and spy craft involved with it as well. And so, why not do so? If you love the XCOM series, you'll love this series as well. A little bit different art direction. It's a little bit more hand drawn or shell sh- shaded uh, too. So you have that as well. Um, I enjoy it. You should, you'll should. you enjoy it too. Also have uh, Middle Earth Shadows of Mortar. I know this is an older game, about two years old, but it's still a really good game. Uh, no one has tried to implement the Nemesis system uh, as of yet. And still, it was a surprise when it came out. And it's still a really fun game to you know load back in and go through the Lord of the Realms game again. I mean, Lord of the Realms world, I should say again. Because of that, uh, it's a really good game. It's fun. I enjoy it. The story is pretty good for what it is. Uh, so check that out. I also have Wolfenstein New Order. Still a little bit older, but still a little bit great. Even though it doesn't really have a multiplayer, the single player is on point. It's great. It's great to see that these old franchises come back and be really good. Um, it mixes the old school gameplay with the new, so you can go stealth, or you can just go guns blazing if you want to. I try to do a mixture of both because that's what I like to do. So there's that as well. Then I have Rainbow Six Siege. Yes, they're doing season two, and it is probably it was a surprise when it came out because it was so different from all the other multiplayer uh, first-person shooters out there. It is a very small, a small, tight-knit team where communication matters. Uh, you also have attack defenders. Attackers have drones. Defenders can build barricades, shields, all these uh, different types of things, and you have all op- operators with each different specific uh, abilities to actually use. So it's a really good tactical game, uh, really good thinking man's game, and to be careful in covering your corners and trusting your team that they will do a good job as well. So if you are looking for a, a different type of first-person shooter, this is the one for you. Now, I'm probably going to get a little flag for this, but I'm gonna, I put No Man's Skies here, uh, and it's, it's more towards the bottom for a specific reason. Uh, even though there was... A lot of bad things that came out about it, the terrible optimization, the bugs, the pop-ins being very empty, it seems like. Uh, It's a really good first-person experience, meaning that if you just want to play by yourself and don't want to see anybody and you just want to just play by yourself, this is probably one of the best games for it. Plus, with the added base building and freighters, it just adds more to the game. I'm hoping they're going to do a really good job of adding more and more content and feature to it, so it's going to be more of an open-box, sandbox game, where once you find the center, you can do whatever you want with it. So, I know it seems like, like, ah, this is a terrible game, and it was in the beginning, but it's gotten better, and so I think it's still a good game if you just want to do the single-player experience. Also, last but certainly not least, and I'll probably change my list a little bit around, is Off-World Trading Company. Now, this is a fun little game that's kind of a real, real-time real um, strategy with no army, but you can use different tactics, and the whole point is to build a successful colony on Mars or whatever planet you're on. And just and all the different little factions and what they actually do makes it a little bit interesting and a little bit of a... And a little trying at times. Uh, It's fun, uh, fast pace of real-time strategy game that if you don't really want to care about armies in in any sense of the imagination, this is the one for you. And that is my list. So we're going to go on for gaming deals. Uh, So you got, uh, for GOG, you have uh, Warlords, Battlecry 3, Seven Kingdoms, and more up to 80% off. On Green Man, you have you. They've got a winter sale going on, but they have some of them are Surgeon Simulator Anniversary Edition uh, is eighty percent off. You also have the Valve um, Publisher sale eighty percent off, and you have two K games up to eighty percent off as well. For Steam, you have several different games. 
on sale. I know there's quite a bit of sales going on, even if it's not Christmas yet. But it's getting closer. You have Offworld Trading Company, Divisions Free Weekend is going on. Uh, Chivalry Medieval Warfare is also on sale as well. And that is the end of Gamers Cafe for this week. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, if you like these podcasts, please consider subscribing to iTunes, uh, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio as well. Also, be sure to follow Digital Coffee on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Player.me, Anchor Radio, and a slew of other ones as well. Uh, And also, if you like these podcasts, please consider supporting me on Patreon and Podbean. And I have some great coffee mugs and t-shirts on my store as well. So if you want to pick up like a geeky t-shirt or a nerdy t-shirt or whatever, whatever you want to call it, it's there for you as well. Join me tomorrow when I go through marketing and marketing bun. All right, guys, have a good weekend and see you Saturday later. Bye.